1: Welcome everybody okay today we're going to be talking about trapped in your life and you know that it's a very uh, strange thing but a lot of people throughout their lives feel trapped in their life they feel like there's no escape that their life is obligatory that um you know they have to raise their children they can't get divorced they can't do a whole lot of things they they bottle themselves up based on on uh, the things their responsibilities that they have and that's a good thing because you know a lot of that has to do with our integrity and if we don't preserve our integrity oftentimes we don't uh, have good people in our life and so the deal is is that we have to look in this culture that success is recognized through a whole bunch of different structures. The most prominent feature is income. You know, money is our survival mechanism and it buys the things that denote success like bigger houses, you know, more luxurious cars, trips, electronic toys, gadgets, jewelry, anything that makes others look at us in envy. Another feature of success is status, especially in a person's career, and in the attempt to have success in order to bring happiness, which is only momentarily captured as the goal keeps moving, people become trapped in their life. In addition to always trying to accomplish more, the accumulation of status-related things leads to being controlled by them, and so many people feel overwhelmed with responsibilities, And, and when inquired if they can let some of the responsibilities go, the answer is nearly always a resounding no. And this is then followed by an explanation after explanation about how these responsibilities related to status are essential to their life. And the individual is not experiencing happiness despite their attempts to achieve it by having more success. So more possessions and more activities is what success is all about. And so, you know, people are unhappy because they view their lives as prisons. And what's interesting is, is that once again, happiness is fleeting. It's just an emotion. And, uh, you know, to make your goal happiness means that you're not savoring all of the other emotions that you go through in life. And so people that just want to be happy, well, that's too hard. How about being peaceful? How about making peace with your life? You know, uh, in a way to accomplish more, the accumulation of status-related things leads to that control. And so, you know, people get married. They have children. They buy a home. Uh, they have cars, furnitures, vacations, whatever else they've been programmed to associate with success and happiness. And after the novelty wears off, their new goal uh, to define success has to be somewhere else either up the scale uh, and so they feel like prisoners in their life because money can only go so far and not everybody the vast majority of us don't have the kind of money uh, to be able to live beyond uh, let's say three months without an income and that's that's being generous most people live paycheck to paycheck sometimes the realization is evident people are aware they feel trapped Uh, they don't even understand why other times they're unaware and they have imprisoned themselves and they can't escape. And then they report feeling overwhelmed, stressed out, depressed or anxious and they have accepted an incorrect formula for happiness and are often admonishing themselves for not being happy despite everything that they have. You know, happiness contributes to success, not the inverse. Some suggestions is to be grateful. Be grateful thank you. Thank you for the smallest things and be that way all day long to everyone you can for 21 days and see what that does to your mindset. Being grateful means that we are actually, uh, becoming people who are able to navigate life and navigate relationships, which makes our life much better. And also, you know, uh, being grateful restrains the brain to look for positives rather than its typical focus on negatives. Cause most people, if you, if you look at journalism, if you look at news, if you look at books, if you look at movies, a lot of people's focus is on the negative and that is their intuition is to go to that. That's their instinct is to go to the negative and fairly uh, uh, often they forget the positive. Um, you know, We want to teach our brain that behaviors matter. And, uh, you know, one of the things that you could do is exercise. Exercise means you are uh, training a behavior, and that behavior has a result. That's something that contributes to our our conscious acts, and that helps us be kind where individual praises other people in their support and, and even through email, and it challenges to focus on the positive and people that exercise feel better because not only does it help their body, but it also helps their brain and probably the brain more than the body. You know, there's a whole lot more uh, someone can do to feel more like their life is an arena rather than a prison. Rather than simply uh, buying into the culture's ideals of success and perhaps more importantly how to demonstrate success, a person instead can focus on enjoying their life. If people bought smaller houses, less luxurious cars, and otherwise didn't define their place in life with the things they possess, they would be less likely to feel imprisoned. People wouldn't have to work as hard, believing in uh, having to have a new car, a new boat, a new gadget, and that's going to bring them happiness. More time would actually be allowed to be with loved ones, to connect, and to realize that it is the little things in life that matter. And of course, if you choose to flaunt your success, you know, so everyone knows you've accomplished it, then what's going to happen is you're going to have to continue to build on that. You know, uh, Epicurus, a Greek uh, philosopher, said a free life cannot acquire many possessions because this is not easy to do without servility to mobs or monarchs. You know, many of us are quietly plagued. By nagging sense of being flawed or defective. And we secretly believe that we're a failure. And that stifles energy. It cramps our freedom and it prevents us from being ourselves. And toxic shame is a painful emotion. In fact, so painful that it may not even be noticed. And we steer our attention away from it, you know, and we pretend it's not there and we transfer it to others, showering, uh, shaming upon them through our criticisms and our judgments. Shame is especially destructive when it operates secretly. You know, here, here's, uh, here's some, uh, things that you could do or you could know that people feel a lot of shame being defensive. Defensiveness is always a way to protect ourselves from unpleasant feelings. Being defensive is also a way of avoiding to take responsibility for our behavior. And if we're not crippled in shame, we might recognize that our partner simply has feelings uh, uh, about our being late. And it's not that there's something wrong with us. It's there, there is something Uh, that feels shame for contributing to someone's hurt or sadness. So sometimes we feel we're responsible for how other people feel, and we are not responsible for how people react with their emotions. They are. You know, you also have to tie in suicide. Suicide. Uh, to people that feel trapped in their life because that is often the solution that they come to. Uh, another thing is addiction. Addiction, people feel uh, uh, trapped in their life by addiction because they can't seem to do it alone. Now, if you uh, study suicide, um, there's a uh, there's a uh, researcher and his name is uh, Igor Geilenker and he presented a, a pretty interesting way of thinking about suicide and understanding the difficulties of assessing for suicide risk. And so he had a theory that it's a state of mind that influenced uh, people to act on suicidal thoughts. And that state of mind is one of intolerable anxiety, overwhelming emotions, and frantic hopelessness. And if you think about it, Uh, When people and I've said this countless times about suicide on the show, but, you know, if you really think about it, suicide is is a a reaction to a a emotional pain. And I don't know if any of you have ever had a, a pain that that was all you could think about, like a migraine headache or you got, you know, broke a bone or something, something that was just so painful that it consumed you. Well, that is the state of mind that suicidal people are in. They don't think about their parents. They don't think about their children. They don't think about their job. All they think about is the pain, and I've got to get out of this pain. And they come to all kinds of different solutions, and until none of those solutions work, they begin to assessing the thought of suicide. And sometimes early in that process, they assess it because they've done that before. And so suicide is a constant. Once it's considered a solution, it is a constant constant battle throughout people's lives, especially if they're hopeless and they feel they are trapped in their lives. You know, you're going to hear in their language, uh, in this scale that that Gallenker, uh created, the words trapped or like your head could explode from too many thoughts or if there's no exit, the world is closing in around you. Feelings uh, are older than thoughts. You know, a, a suicidal individual can intentionally conceal suicidal thoughts from anyone and and, uh, and not uh, communicate that they're having those thoughts and, and that they are wanting to escape and they want an end. And many people think about suicide for years, but never attempt. And so he developed a scale to figure out the predictability of attempts and how it can be prevented. If you've made a suicide attempt, do the measures on the scale, ring true to your experience. And and so that is something that he he um did in a study at Beth Israel Medical Center in New York City. And and so, you know, looking at that and going online and checking that out is not a bad idea. The another thing once again is addiction. And and the difference between uh, not being addicted and being addicted is the difference between seeing the world as your arena or seeing the world as your prison. And this sentiment is more universal than you would think. Many people feel trapped by aspects of their life, trapped in an unhappy relationship, trapped in an addiction, an unfulfilling job, generally unhappy with their life despite their basic needs are being met. And so what we're going to talk about as we move into the show is not only breaking down the reasons, the feelings, the consequences, but how to solve it. And that's huge. That is just absolutely huge. So here's some reasons. A lot of people that feel trapped in their life are control freaks and they're perfectionists. The unrealistic desire to be perfect is often a defense against shame. And if we're perfect then no one can criticize us. No one can shame us. And it's been said that perfectionist is someone who can't stand making the same mistake once. And we may be so shame-ridden that we don't allow ourselves to have human flaws. And so we keep a front. And that looks good to the world. And we may spend an enormous amount of time attending to our dress, our looks, rehearsing what we want to say to avoid looking stupid. But it takes a lot of energy to attain the impulse of being perfect. And the shame that drives the quest for perfection really can exhaust us. Perfect people don't exist in this world. Trying to be someone we're not in order to avoid being shamed creates a disconnection from our authentic self. That's huge, it's huge. And so, also people are apologizers and we've talked about this before. To shame can prompt us to be overly apologetic and compliant. Well, it also ties us to a person who feels trapped in their life. They're apologetic, that means they are less than, they don't feel important, they don't feel of value. So they constantly apologize for small things And they also complain. And so, you know, we withdraw from personal, interpersonal encounters when shame is weakened and our sense of self is weakened. Conversely, a deep, unconscious shame may block us from saying, I'm sorry I was wrong or I made a mistake. So it can go the opposite way where we never apologize. So we may be so powerfully ruled by this shame that we don't want to expose ourselves to the imagined ridicule. Despite the fact that we innately are not perfect creatures, we make enormous amounts of experiential mistakes, we make really bad judgments often, and we do stupid things and also violate other people's rights. We do all kinds of weird stuff, and that's how life operates. We're flawed. We are instinctually flawed. You know, we equate uh, human vulnerability to being weak and shameful. And so when people feel weak weak and shameful, they feel trapped in their life. Um, The other thing is, you know, think of politicians who are so shame-ridden that they'd rather have a tooth pulled than admit being wrong. You know, they project an image of being flawless to cover up a deep insecurity. So they aggressively and often mindlessly push their agenda and rarely change their minds, which raises the question of whether they really have one. You know, uh, dogma is a, uh, and this is uh, Lewis Perlman, and he said this, dogma is a sacrifice of wisdom to consistency. You know, secure and confident people can freely admit when they've been mistaken. They have an inner strength, they have resilience, and that comes from knowing that they're not a perfect person. And when they notice shame, they're not ashamed of their shame. They know it takes courage to admit flaws. You know, sociopaths are shameless. Healthy people can accommodate healthy shame. As we grow, we realize that there is nothing shameful about making a mistake or being wrong about something. There could be no inner freedom or growth without acknowledging our human shortcomings. And that means even the feeling that we feel trapped in our life and actually seeking help and actually having a dialogue about something like that. Another uh, indication of someone who is uh, uh, feeling trapped in their life is procrastination. You know, our reasons for procrastinating really can confuse us. There are things we want to accomplish and we're really... Uh, baffled by why we keep putting things off. You know, hidden shame often drives procrastination. If we either uh, consider doing an art project or writing an article, writing a book, pursuing a new job, and it doesn't turn out well, well, we might be paralyzed by shame. If we don't even try, then we don't have to face possible failure and shame. But yes, procrastination is someone who is trapped in their life. So, the feelings, you feel suffocated and weighed down by some of the invisible force when you feel trapped in your life, you know, and you don't really know why. But the force is relentless. No matter what you do, you carry this knotted heaviness inside everywhere you go. And oftentimes, you're trying to project a negative outcome in order to be able to tolerate the fact that you're likely going to get a negative outcome. People, you have to understand, life is a faith-based institution. You take leaps of faith all day long, all day long. And so when you do that, that means you're willing to fail. You're willing to take a chance. That's important. That's very important. And so people that live a fear-based life are going to feel trapped in their life. And they're going to feel a sense of anxiety, depression, hopelessness, and confusion, And they're going to have very poor concentration, and they're going to have a very difficult time enjoying anything. All right, we're going to talk a little bit more about feelings, then we're going to go into more about solutions. So come back.
0: your world motivate change succeed VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. dr gary bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone skype or in person in the seattle area It's time to transform your life. Start by tuning in to The Glenise Show with Glenise Hughes. Glenise combines business, relationships, wealth, life, and a whole lot of magic to create abundance and prosperity in every part of your life. It's all done through straight and often frank discussions in the best way that Glenise knows how. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Master your life with The Glenise Show. Decide that you have something to say and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts
1: about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
0: You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest,
1: Welcome back everybody, all right? We're talking about this this interesting topic about feeling trapped in your life. And and some people just have a deep belief about that. But nothing feels right anymore is one of the phrases you often hear. You look at your life, you marvel how it doesn't feel like it's yours at all. You you desperately want to escape. You badly want to do something. But you're terrified of destroying everything you've built so far. So you just can't seem to move and you feel paralyzed and you don't get joy anymore. All of us will feel trapped at some point in our life, whether it be in a job, a house, neighborhood, financial circumstance, religion, family, relationship. Usually, you know, feeling trapped can be easily remedied by simply doing something new. But it's not always that easy when you feel trapped and it becomes a persistent problem, and it makes you feel hopeless, then it's time to take a really serious look at your life. You know, feeling trapped and defeated are experiences that are very common to people who face anxiety and depression. So, in other words, feeling trapped can create anxiety and depression, and and that further reinforces a feeling of being trapped, and so the cycle moves on and on and on. So, uh, and the, and the, here's some actually looking at it some psychological and spiritual reasons that people feel trapped. You're being passive rather than proactive, is a big one. Passivity is often learned behavior that we're taught in childhood by our parents, our teachers, societies. For example, being headstrong is generally a trait that is discouraged in society because it makes you less governable and meaning that others have less influence over you. Therefore, in childhood, many of us are taught to be submissive, compliant and docile because these traits make us good members of a society that revolves around control and power. So as young people, Many of us felt empowered and encouraged to take a proactive approach to our life and to be and to do whatever we desire. But of course, most people pay lip service to this and this empowerment ideal. So they want us to be more uh, uh, um, confiding and doing socially acceptable things and chasing after money and status like all other people and being married and having kids. So on one hand, we're encouraged to be proactive about ourselves. But on the other hand, the proactivity is disguised and is is a distinguished form of passivity, which is all about following the crowd and doing what everyone else does. And that's why oftentimes you find people who live an obligatory life breaking out of that and getting into what's called a midlife crisis. That's where they're actually ready to make new decisions about who they are and all of the things and all of the aspects that contribute to who they are. You know, it's really a wonder that so many of us struggle with feeling trapped. Unless we have the wisdom to see through it and and stop pursuing things that, externally that please other people and begin to do the things that we love doing, what happens is when people become passionate about their life, they thrive. And yes, all the good things come with it. But you know what else? And and I'll just say it from a Christian perspective. If they have God in their life, All you have to do is pray to God and God will help you. God will guide you and God will take control. But you got to give it up to God. And I know that's a feeling or something that a lot of people are challenged with. But it's amazing what you can do with God in your life. It's amazing the doors that open and the incredible path that you can follow with all of the, the all of the faculties that God has available to him, and I can tell you, I've gone through lots of challenges in life, and God's been there. God has taught me, it's an amazing thing. You know, if you've simply outgrown your current life, that's another thing. you know there's there's, there's the thing. you know, it's amazing. I grew up with my dad when my dad uh, he worked for General Motors for thirty seven years, Del Corimi. And what happened was, and what's amazing is, in his life, people would, in that factory, would actually throw themselves into the machinery to get disability so they could not do the job. Some people threw themselves in the machinery just to kill themselves. But they felt as working in a factory with all that eight hours of repetitive behavior and having to go faster and faster and produce and produce and produce, all of that uh, duplicate behavior made them feel trapped in their life, and then they go home and they got their kids and they got all the other responsibilities, and suddenly they enjoy that, but then they have to spend eight hours just to have that. And if they have a miserable spouse or a miserable family, that creates even more stress, or if they have financial struggles that they can't meet, and then they have to go work a miserable job. That, in fact, created people feeling trapped in their life. And it's amazing, especially in a small town. If you have a good job, but you're not getting by well, then uh, people feel trapped in that sense. You know, there's a lot of people that really want to feel fit, like they fit in and feel normal. All of us want to feel like we belong. And in fact, craving to fit in with others is deeply embedded into our DNA. We're tribal creatures. And so it's a biological survival mechanism. But we've come a long way in our evolution. And the proof is that the more we force ourselves to be normal, the more we suffer. Evolution, or rather involution, is now calling us to honor our authentic needs in order to grow as a species. So conformity is an old paradigm that we no longer uh, 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 need to chase after. And in fact, the more we conform, the more we em- we feel empty inside because we're no longer creative, we're no longer original, we're no longer unique. We no longer have our own individual thinking. Now we're just being a person that deals with other people. You know, you can tell a person's intellect by what they talk about. A lot of people talk about things. A lot of people talk about events. A lot of people talk about people. But very few people have unique ideas and unique thoughts and unique ways of seeing things, Uh, whether it's a fear of of not conforming or whatever. But the deal is uh, the vast majority of us uh, don't break out and individuate. We end up trying to be someone that everyone else sees and looks up to. Another thing is people that feel trapped often feel they took on too many responsibilities and and you know responsibilities are a normal part of life but you can delegate you can delegate You know, they teach us to be mature, accountable, patient, empathetic. I wish more of us were all of those things. But there can be a point in our lives when we take on more responsibilities than we can handle. And that is because responsible people are magnetic and irresponsible people are vast. There's tons of them out there. And so a responsible person spends their whole life trying to button up the holes in a dam that continues to leak different places all day long, you know. We start to feel trapped if we're responsible people that take on too much. Why? Usually, we fill our lives with pointless or excessive commitments because we are trying to escape from something. Whether that is ourselves, our past, or some kind of emotion that haunts us like grief or emptiness or anger. You know, a lot of people feel trapped in their job because they just had a family or they just had children. They need the insurance, but they hate their job. You know, there's so many ways, but you've got to change your perception of this kind of stuff. Uh, some people feel trapped because of a soul loss and a lack of life purpose. Probably the biggest reason why many of us go through excruciating feeling of being trapped is soul loss. When we have lost contact with our souls, we feel the unshakable sense that something is missing. We have no purpose. And this feeling is accompanied by loneliness, emotional numbness, emptiness, restlessness, irritability, and of course, anxiety and Depression, you know, uh, a, a traumatic uh, life experience often contributes to soul loss or simply situations that have caused us to be consumed by the ego. And the ego, from a Freudian perspective, is our false self, it's the uh, concept of me that we have inside our brains. And the more we serve our ego and its desires, the more empty and unfulfilled we begin because the ego is obsessed with power and self-gratification, something that is ultimately unfulfilling. So our soul, on the other hand, is is focused on love and unity, on learning how to love, behaving with love, and, 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 and speaking with love, and ultimately becoming love. And when we are in contact with our souls, we discover our life purpose, which helps us to stop feeling trapped by our circumstances. So we start to feel empowered and begin to listen to the voice of our heart rather than the voice of our mind. So how do we stop feeling trapped? Well, feeling trapped can be a self-perpetuating cycle. So we have to begin to look more and more Proof for more and more proof to confirm our belief that we are victims in that self-perpetuating cycle, and that's the bad part. So, for example, we might try to start feeling trapped. Then our inner uh, 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 our inner saboteur might do something that causes us to fall back into that feeling again. And as a result, we confirm the belief that we're trapped, thus becoming self-fulfilling prophecy. So be careful. Understand that feeling trapped can actually be very addictive role because it makes us feel like a victim. And the ego loves to feel like a victim. Ironically, feeling like the victim is actually very empowering because the role revolves around blaming, justifying, making excuses, and all deflect self-responsibility. When that in mind, let's explore something that we can do to stop feeling trapped. Take responsibility for your life. That's a big one. You know, feeling trapped can cause us to adopt the victim role, which means they, they, they. They hurt me. They did this. None of this I stuff. Can't do that. Can't say I, what role I played in doing something we have to blame 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 and deflect 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 and it's normal to feel sad about your situation but self-pity ultimately gets you nowhere in order to feel better you need to take responsibility for your life as it is which means deciding to create change and realize that this happens and what happens is you have to step up and claim ownership of your life. It's mine. These are my decisions. This is my life. I am not going to live uh, apologetically, and I'm not going to live seeking your approval. I'm going to do the things that are going to help others, and those gifts are going to give to those people that need them, and those are the people I serve in my life. You know, make little changes each day if you don't want to feel trapped. Do something new. Approach your life differently. Little by little, it'll help you gain faith in your power. Think about what you would like to change and experiment with new approaches. Very important to do something like that. The other thing is uh, make a limit list. Sit down and think about all the things in your life that you believe are limiting you. For example, in your limit list, you might write things like going uh, to after work parties with, with colleagues or commitments with old friends or pretending to like what, what my partner likes, uh, you know, mandatory luncheons with extended family members or becoming very clear about what's making you unhappy, you'll find it easier to escape this cage in your life that has been built around it, that you built. Throw away social norms. Try to be socially acceptable waste so much time and energy and money try to keep only what is essential in your life if you have to step on new on a few toes to do this do it If, if if you're not making somebody angry you probably aren't doing anything meaningful in your life no matter what we do we'll always have people that are naysayers in our life so be courageous. Do what makes you happy, even if that means cutting people off. Those that do not support you tend to hang around you like dead weight. And that's what people that feel trapped in their life often experience. You also want to uh, 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 create energy barriers, you know, are you over overextending yourself or getting bogged down by too many commitments? Learn how to notice your energy levels and step away when you're getting too overwhelmed. Draw a line and don't let anyone cross it—not even yourself. Know what energy you need and what energy you have to give, and openly express that to people so they know what to uh, uh, prefer or expect from you. Also, learning how to say no, setting up boundaries. My goodness, a lot of people find it so hard to say no. You know, no takes no effort at all. You just say no. And the person goes, but, 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 no means no. You don't have to use a lot of tone. You don't have to use a lot of verbosity. You don't have to use your hands. All you do is say it, then they hear it. Because if you do all that other stuff, that's all they pay attention to, and they keep on pestering you. You know, embrace fear of the unknown. That's a big thing in life. We're never going to do anything life in life if we don't embrace the unknown. You know, try to reconnect with yourself. You know, uh, do something like mindfulness or a catharsis or an artistic expression or find it in music or, or, or you know, uh, something that speaks to who you are and throw yourself into that and enjoy it and enjoy it. You know, people strive for peace and happiness, but yet most of us are not living it. Well, what is peace? It's simple. Acceptance. You just accept. You accept what people think. You accept the bad. You accept the good. You accept your life as it is. And you just do that. And that means you feel peace because you're no longer pleasing You're no longer trying to do bad. You're no no longer spending your life worried about what other people think. You're living in the moment. That is where life is, is living in the moment. And unfortunately, intellect as humans has caused us to be a lot uh, more complex of a creature than other animals in this life. You know? Uh, being stuck is like being super glued to a circumstance that you think has no solution and no way out. You know, um, you know a lot of people feel, feel like they're super glued to someone, especially codependent people, that is unhealthy. They feel like they're stuck with someone that they had kids with and they don't know what to do uh, because that person is not fulfilling, is not gratifying well you know, move the cheese a little bit. Maybe you don't find the satisfaction in your partner, but you can find satisfaction in your children. Maybe you can find satisfaction in other parts of your life. And being with that person is what gets you to be able to do those other things that you enjoy. You know, if you hang your hat on other people, oftentimes you're going to find yourself and letting them control your emotions, you're going to find yourself to be a very unhappy person. Because most people... Uh, love the power of knowing they can control how you feel. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. Uh, We're going to talk about more solutions to people that feel trapped in their life. Come back.
0: It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching Moving forward can be difficult to do sometimes. There is always something going on. Many times, nobody else knows exactly what you're going through. If you are experiencing pain or loss, even something that is unexplained that is missing in your life, You'll want to tune into Go For It with host Joe Hausman. Joe and her guests will show you laughter and love. Sometimes you just need something a little positive in your week. Make that spot Tuesday mornings at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, Please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now back to Dr.
1: Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about feeling trapped in your life. You know, and it's it's a pretty interesting thing that uh, when you're stuck in your life, it seems like nothing is moving in any direction. But it's really, it's not true. As long as you are breathing and alive, energy is always moving. So what's actually happening is that you just keep thinking the same thoughts and feeling the same crappy emotions. The truth is, we ruminate over, we have probably... Uh, somewhere over 5,000 emotions in a day, and we have maybe a 100 thoughts. And in those thoughts, they're usually the same thoughts over and over and over and over that we ruminate. And, you know, it's amazing. You know, a lot of people will get caught up in, I don't want to be able to, I I, I won't be able to support myself uh, living on my own. Or if I leave this person, they'll be devastated or my family will think I'm fickle and irresponsible or I'll end up living alone. You know, those are exhaustive feelings. So the the key to life is making peace where you are. I know you don't want to hear this, but... but, but You are where you are, and there's no sense of pushing against it and making things feel worse. Instead, get curious about what life is trying to tell you and show you about your preferences. You know, if you're a religious person, if you're a Christian, you're going to wonder, what is God trying to reveal about my circumstances? You know, uh, what is you? What do you really want? It's it's much better to be in the solution rather than the problem. You know, the solution always feels better when you feel better. You'll attract you, uh, to, to yourself to more of the same thing. So, making peace is not about giving up. It's about uh, lessening the friction. You know the other thing is evaluate the cost of of staying stuck. What is the cost to you for staying stuck? What are you missing out on by not making a decision? What would you gain if you did make a decision? Also, you know, fantasize. Every day take 15 minutes to imagine where would you like to be in your life? What would be ideal for you? Get yourself into the feeling place of where you want to be and break the habit of thinking thoughts that make you feel stuck. So the goal is to feel some good, positive, life-affirming feelings. And if you do this diligently, your path of getting unstuck will light up in no time. You know, there's uh, uh, people that have made decisions to leave their relationship and and every single thought that, that 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 they often have is 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 turn out to be the opposite so when they actually made the the, the decision to support themselves to leave their partner they end up happier oftentimes and, and also the families oftentimes support them and they may end up getting married uh, later on, to somebody that's a much better mac- a match to them. It, you know, I'm not suggesting divorce is a good thing as a marriage family therapist because it impacts children. They are the real victims of a bad relationship. But the bottom line, if that's all they're witnessing is a bad relationship, maybe it's time to make a change. Maybe it's time to give them an example of what happiness might look like, what peace might look like, what why making different choices might look like. You know, uh, consider for just a moment that all the time and energy you spend feeling stuck and all the time you waste thinking about the chaos you're going uh, to cause if you make a decision. Consider all the wonderful things you could be doing with that time in your life. And if it wasn't for those horrible thoughts, what would it be like? You know, believe. Believe. You know, th- there's behaviors that reveal someone's feeling trapped. If they don't like their job, that's a big one. You know, everyone's worked a job they didn't enjoy. You know, I remember one of my first jobs was uh, uh, cleaning pans at a cafeteria where the people just burned stuff and you had to spend hours scraping with m- all kinds of tools to try to scrape the crap out of there. It was horrible. And if you didn't do that, then your other job was to go out and bust tables where people had chicken bones all over the place. It was crazy, nasty job, but I enjoyed it because I, I enjoyed just doing something different and I enjoyed meeting people and talking to them. And I got my next job just by working out there and bussing tables. You know, there's also other behavior. People that are withdrawn often feel trapped in their life. Some people are just natural introverts. And this usually means that they enjoy spending time by themselves, uh, but still enjoy some social gatherings. But someone who is withdrawn doesn't want to spend all the time by themselves, but they often don't see any other option. Someone who is withdrawn is trying their best not to remind themselves of the, of the life they're currently living. Oftentimes, people who are uh, trapped in their life don't have a support system. You know, people who feel trapped in their life tend to withdraw from people that can make their life a little more bearable. Someone who feels trapped won't have a good connection with their friends or their family members. They tend to be alienated from all the people that could offer them support. Also, these folks that uh, are often, that feel trapped are often restless. So emotional restlessness tends to uh, bring about uh, uh, itself in a physical form. So someone who can't ever sit still, who constantly needs to be doing something new and exciting, may be trying to forget what they're really feeling trapped about. These people tend to n- never slow down, always seem to have some kind of plan to keep them emotionally occupied. People feel trapped. They often lie about their life. Sometimes the only way for someone to escape that life that they don't want is by lying about it so usually these people will lie to, com- to complete strangers they'll make up details about the life they wish they were living rather than the life they actually have and it may start small but it can escalate into lying about their career about their family about their relationships You know, another indicator that someone feels trapped is depression, and that's common among people who feel trapped. They may be very good at hiding it, but knowing the signs of chronic depression will reveal it. Most people who are living a life they never saw for themselves experience some kind of depression, and it may be mild, uh, but it may be incredibly severe also. Many of these folks have substance abuse problems. Escapism is something that many people indulge in when they feel trapped in a life they don't want. One of the most common forms of escapism is substance abuse. So they'll either have a drinking problem or uh, uh, abuse a prescription of, or illegal drugs. You know, being high or drunk always allows them to escape from the life they're leading, even for a little while. Um, they also often have what's called a low self-esteem. Stop thinking in terms of limitations and start thinking in terms of possibilities. Feeling trapped in a life you didn't want doesn't bode well for your self-esteem. So this is why people who feel trapped often exhibit low self-image. So they, they don't think highly of themselves. They also don't believe that they deserve the kind of life that they want to have, which leads them to feel trapped. Also, many of them have commitment issues. Struggling with commitment isn't unusual for people who feel trapped. They already feel trapped in their day-to-day life, so they try to exercise some form of control over their relationships. So these people tend to have a string of short relationships. Their past partners would describe them as commitment phobes. You know, feeling trapped, you know, in a life you don't want happens to people all the time. Unfortunately, fortunately, is it isn't something that anyone uh, that that anyone hasn't dealt with. So taking charge of your life starts with deciding that something has to change. Once the decision is made, anyone who feels trapped can start turning their life around. That's why I say a commitment to exercise is a wonderful thing. Not only are you making your brain better, but you're also exercising the idea that uh, you need, uh, you have some control of who you are and what you're, you're doing. You know, live a, first of all, if you want to feel not trapped, live a lifestyle that you can afford. One of the most stressful ways to live your life is to to, to live above your means. So many people spend more than they earn and get stressed out on a daily basis about their financial situation. It's important to treat yourself well, but the treat shouldn't be a big expense. Ask yourself questions. What do I truly need to survive? Do I need this? Do I want it? Will it bring happiness to my life? You also want to be aware of your power and take responsibility. Many people blame others and the world around them for the bad things. But the truth is, if you have full control of your life, only you can change the things in your life that you're unhappy about. You are in control of your unhappiness. You're in control of your life. You hold all the power, seize the power, make choices, and stop living uh, in other people's eyes and stop living apologetically and conformative. The other thing Find a new job that makes you uh, uh, happy. If your job doesn't have to be the best part of your life, but if, if you dislike going to work, you should look for a new job. This is how you spend 40 hours of your week, if not more. And so, you know, the deal is you want to feel free. You want to feel like you love what you do. You know, if you love what you do, paying the bills is not so bad. Ask yourself questions. What could I do to improve my job? What am I looking for in a job? Do I need to improve my skills to find a perfect job? And also, you got to realize life responds to you. Your outlook determines the way other people see you. So make sure you're looking at a positive view of the world and they will look back at you in a positive way. Your mind has the power to make you see life negatively or it has the power to interject positively into your everyday life. Start to think more positive thoughts and you will notice both your mind and your life will change and improve. You know, live a healthy life. That's another big one. You know, if you live a healthy life, that is a great thing because now you are beginning to take hold and show that you can control your life. And the more you do that, the better you feel about yourself. Follow your passions. You know yourself better than anyone else. So you know what direction your life should be following. Listen to your heart. Pick up hobbies that make your soul sing. Pick up skills that make your soul sing. Sing And be honest and learn to say no, which is a big part of having self-respect is being able to say no. While it's a great feeling to help other people out, it's also important you're not being a pushover. Saying yes to others when you generally want to help, but don't put your life on hold because you couldn't say no. And you also want to throw away social norms. Many people live their life following social standards because they believe it's the safest choice, but they're unhappy. So take command of your life by doing whatever makes you happy. Rather than doing what you feel like you should be doing, be proud of yourself and stand out. And remember, anything hard makes your life easier. Do what makes you happy. If you want to do something that you think will make you happy, do it. Don't let fear of failure put you off. Fear can be a prison that stops you from finding any happiness in this life. So take a chance and take a leap of faith and see what happens without worrying too much about the outcome. Life is for living. So these are good things and these are good solutions that all people need to have. Nothing changes if nothing changes. New beginnings can feel like endings. And also, beautiful things happen when you clear your life of all the negativity that's out there. Stop overthinking. It's, you know, if it's meant to be, it will happen at the right time, at the right place, for the right reasons, and hopefully on God's clock. Your your best is yet to come, and these are thoughts that you need to have. Thanks for listening. I'd love to hear from you. drgbmft at sbcglobal.net or our webpage for absurd psychology on voice america the empowerment channel now remember if you're a man you are first trapped in a woman's body and then you were born another thing to remember is farts put a sound to what it feels to be let free and lastly we're all stuck in the dilemma of save your money and you only live once thanks for listening (laughs)
0: That's our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you.